This is a production of Send It Media. Hey, race fans. Welcome to the Checker Pass podcast. We're in the Double Alt Injury Lawyers studio presented by Autobank RV Sales and Services. Uh, got a pretty cool show this week. Uh, got got a family member, cousin of mine on here, uh, Mr. Scott Mann. Uh, I'm happy about this one. It's going to be cool. about your luck. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't wait for the shenanigans. So the host is probably going to get his chops busted throughout the show so you guys can be entertained with that because i know scott's gonna let me have it once or twice yeah but um first we're gonna start off with our victory devotion brought to you by morgan motor company hello everyone this week my devotion is titled spotters psalm 119 105 says your word is a lamp to my feet and a light for my path if you've ever listened to a race broadcast or if you've ever been at track with a scanner listened in on your favorite team you are familiar with the voices that come across the radio. The TV producers will tap into the crew chief commentary from time to time and listen in on the drivers and even interview drivers during caution laps. But the most important voice is heard during the most tension-filled moments of the race when a wreck occurs. The voices you'll hear coaching the drivers during those times are called the spotters. Spotters play a crucial role in the success of the team. They are the quiet voices in the background of the drama that unfolds during the most difficult moments of the race. The spotter has to be prepared for any pressure-packed situation in which the driver is dependent on clear, concise, and accurate information to help them avoid collisions with anything that could wreck or damage their race car. When a crash occurs and cars are flying all over the track, the spotter gives instructions to the driver. Through all the smoke and carnage that follows a spin or a wreck, the spotter tells his driver to slow down or speed up, to go low or go high on the track, or to keep his car straight. The spotter's information can make a big difference. The difference between the driver and the car staying in the race or crashing and ending their day. But what's most important factor factor in the accuracy of the spotter's instructions the answer is simply perspective perspective is absolutely critical prior to the start of the race before the green flag waves the spotter will climb to the location assigned to the spotter stand usually on one of the highest points at the track it may be on top of a grandstand or a builder or on top of the team hauler but it is always strategically located so the spotters can see the entire track from their vantage point high high above the action, the spotter carefully follows his driver and car around the track, lap after lap, watching and waiting to assist the team at any critical moment in the race. Understand the importance of perspective. There will be times in every believer's life when a set of circumstances will arise that has the potential to neg- negatively alter the trajectory of the journey. God's word, the Bible, is the vantage point from which life's critical moments can be spotted. Do you have a spotter? A friend who can provide biblical counsel in a moment of crisis. Such a friend is a treasure to every believer. Without the input of a trusted confidant, we might miss one of the great growth opportunities in life. And on the other side of the coin, do you have the biblical perspective to help a friend who can't see beyond his or her circumstances to get the bigger picture? 
Perhaps you can play a critical role in the life of a friend or family member today. Let us pray. Lord, thank you for giving us friends that look out for us and we can look out for them. Many times we can't see the danger of a situation because we are right in the middle of it. But someone on the other side, on on the outside looking in has a clear view and can guide us safely out of our predicament. When that happens, give us the wisdom to trust them and heed their warning. Lord, please keep the racing community safe as the season is coming to a close. If anyone out there has had a checkered past, please contact me and I can show you how you can have a victorious future. In Jesus' holy name I pray. Amen. And there that was. That was good. <laughs> Thank you, Matthew Morgan, for uh, helping your contribution on helping us out each week. Uh, glad to have you part of us. And thank you to Dale for a good devotion. Yes, Dale's always got a good devotion going on. Right. Matt's been a long-time sponsor of mine. Matt's a good dude. He he and I have, uh, since we started the podcast shenanigans or since we branched off, um, I talked with Matt three or four or five times a week, and he... uh, he he, kind of steers me in the right direction, I guess. If if I look like I'm on, you know, because I can every now and then say some oddball stuff, and he'll be like, "Man, don't don't do that. Calm down. You know, you know, let's go this way." So he's a he's a good referee, I guess you could say on on some things outside of the podcast studio here. Well, we may need him here today. Then I wish he was. I invited him, <laughs> and he uh, he, well, he must that's have. why we got Crystal sitting over there. Yeah, She's I'm gonna right keep here. y'all in check. She's got the edit button, right? Yep, <laughs> well, I do. we needed the dump button last time. <laughs> yeah, they. <laughs> we we used to have a donkey that we would play every time a word would <laughs> would fly, but um, I don't he, think there's enough donkey sounds for tonight. <laughs> no, I think I'll do good. You're not <laughs> allowed. Kids that like might be listening. You're not allowed to talk about past podcasts experiences so we're not so scott we were um glad to have you on for for one thing thank you and uh, i appreciate all of the 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 stuff you let me post on the page here a while back no problem that was pretty awesome you know seeing the history of of your family and and, or your dad right and uh it's uh and we were getting educated out here in the shop before the show so we're gonna have to we won't really mention any names but we're gonna have to talk about the Asheville experience (laughs) It's Asheville Speedway some point through the show before we get too far out. Oh, for sure. That was a that was an interesting night from you know all the stories I've heard. So yeah. I even heard that uh, they sent a message that said don't come back. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> so the the story. Well, we'll go ahead and talk about it since we're here. Um, Scott's Scott's racing roots goes really deep. His his dad Ricky, his uncle Jimbo, uh, uncle Terry, and grandpa uh, and grandpa Jim. Jim yes. Yeah, so. Uh, and, and so they're they're related to my dad and Ken Guthrie. They're some first cousins or something to that nature. I believe your grandmother was my papa's sister. I think's what. I don't know. That's way too old for me. Yeah, so I don't know. <laughs> me too. But or I think, my memory, anyway. I think that's what Jimbo educated me on when he was on in, in the past. But um, so this group of guys that we know carried a, carried a, two cars to Asheville Speedway. Do I know these guys? Uh, you know them all real well, but we, like I say, <laughs> I know he's probably a statue of limitations on this. I but, feel sure that's that was back in the eighties. God, it had to be eighty. It was three eighty two. Yeah, it had to be. Yeah. I think oh, around eighty three. Enough times passed. You can you can share. Yeah, um, probably so. And they the, the people probably involved probably is not listening to us anyway. <laughs> They're probably old and 
then died off because I think at that time that guy was pretty old. And and, and there's there's some people that up from the Asheville area that do listen. So if you do if you do listen and and you, this story you may know it, uh, it was the night the lights went out at Asheville Speedway. <laughs> um, so this gentleman's dad was racing up there and and uh they kept putting him to the back putting three or four cars in front of him yeah he ran up there a good bit that year and i mean just for no reason they would just throw a caution and put four or five cars in front of him and start the race back and never really understood why i mean i guess i mean he was fast when we went up there you know and and, and a lot of the greenwood cars went up there at that time so i mean there was a lot of fast cars but he he I think he would done a little better up there, and I don't know if it's the track layout or his driving style or whatever, but he really excelled up there. We won't call him names. Like I say, we'll call him Ralph Mann. Ralph Mann. That'll be good. That works. So Ralph went up there and was pretty good, and, and from what we found out here being educated by uh, Thomas Guthrie, right. <laughs> <laughs> that uh, Ralph and Thomas was up there or whatever, and they, he said that the, son's, the son of the owner or promoter actually running that division i believe at the time yeah and they just stopped racing put him in the back and i mean one of the other times i don't know if it's this time or not but they put him in the back for no reason no caution wait a minute they put ralph in the back they put ralph okay okay yeah they didn't like ralph coming up there they didn't like ralph being from greenville and coming up to to new Asheville speedway and and outrunning the local the local son yeah the local hero or the son promoter So they ask him to leave. Well, when they ask him to leave, Ralph starts doing donuts on the yes. racetrack. Or in the infield or racetrack or somewhere. And the new Asheville Speedway was Heath was like a like a circle. I, I don't believe I don't from what I remember there's no really straightaways. I don't think so. It was just you know, so it was a pretty tight little bull ring. Yes. So Ralph, they load up the car after he shows out and Thomas was driving and as they was leaving the track, and uh, there was a power transformer or substation power there. Power pole, power transformer. It didn't live. Yeah, so <laughs> it, got, it got in the way. So the, they were hauling Ralph's cars with Thomas's truck, you know, back to Greenville. And um, as they were turning out the the, the tractor trailer, kind of sideswiped the substation and shut the lights out at New Asheville Speedway. Mm. So uh, chaos broke out, and they was trying to stop them as they were leaving. And and the way my dad was telling us that Thomas, when he you was just threw him under the bus, I didn't throw him under the bus. <laughs> I think my, you just threw him under. My dad, yeah, you did. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. My dad said that Thomas was driving, and okay. it was kind of like uh, kind of like Smokey and the Bandit or whatever. Okay. You know, they, the cops yep. are out there, stop, 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 and they just keep right on going and come on back down the interstate and come back to Greenville. And uh, by halfway back to Greenville, they said around Hendersonville, one of the cars, the back car broke loose and turned sideways on the trailer. And somebody come up beside of them and told them, hey, your car's this, that, and the other. And they got out and said there was a big group from the the area bars down here that was with them. They all set the car back straight on the trailer. Mm. So that was a pretty interesting story for, uh, <laughs> yeah. And for, they sent another local racer, I think, a gentry. And told him not to come back. Huh. That could have been. It was, it was a late model driver. And they told him, tell him not to come back. Tell, them, tell Ralph and Thomas don't come back? Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that must have been Roberto Gentry. They yeah. must have told that to. <laughs> that's, yeah. that's a good name. <laughs> Ralph and Roberto. <laughs> Ralph, Roberto, Thomas. Okay, so I need to know, what, what's your pseudo name? Uh, I don't have any aliases. <laughs> Not yet. So, anyway, that was that was a pretty cool story. You know, the night the lights went out at Nashville Speedway. So, uh, my dad was telling us about Thomas and Ralph's little trip up there. Well, they said it took like about an hour and a half to get race back started. I'm sure that was a, a, a quite I'm sure a they was mad. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, it fits. Yeah. I'd be mad too. Oh yeah, quite. I'm not, oh, man. I could only imagine them, uh, them Guthrie's and Mans and right. Yeah. So, so Roberto's uh, and Thomas yeah, and, yeah. Right. Roberto Gentry. I mean, Ralph's. Yep. <laughs> Hot Rod's gonna get a kick out of this. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, but he was telling us another story shortly. I don't know if. I've heard so many stories with your dad back in in the day with my dad, and of There's course, a lot of yeah. If your dad and my dad were in here together, we could probably have a season long show, no doubt. Yeah, Ryan Dombrowski's show wouldn't hold a candle to what them two could do. <laughs> but um, dad was telling us about they were at, the, at Greenville Pickens back in the day, and and they wanted to they wanted some beer, and they were in the pits, and. Uh, so they just pulled out the the street stops coming off turn four and he was in his Chevelle flag or something. Yeah. He just hooked the left out on the racetrack and, you know, was basically racing with the race cars in his street car down through turns one and turn two. And his, his really good friend, Tony Lindsay and Doug Trammell was in the car with him. (laughs) Well, he said, by the time they got to the back gate, they stopped at the gate and they done, you know, caution was waving. And, uh, when they got to the gate, the, the guy opened the gate and there was, there was cops and all out there or whatever. And he told him, my wife's having a baby. I got to go. So they let him go on. But all he was doing was going on a beer run. <laughs> so this was the this was the Dukes of Hazard slash uh, Smoking the Bandit days for sure. The, the, my, my wife's having a baby or the um, I really got to go hit the bathroom. It <laughs> works every time. Yeah. Well, there's bathrooms inside, so you couldn't, you couldn't <laughs> use that to get out of the No, no, that's true. Um, so, so that was in the early eighties. Yes. So your dad, we'll get to you and your, your racing career, but there's, you know, it's a lot of long cause you were as a kid were there obviously Oh yeah. all the time and your all dad ended up winning a championship in what? 86? 86. Yeah. He won a street stock championship in 86. Um, and I think he could have won it a couple more years, but he said it wasn't no fun because at the time, he was winning about every week, and, and you know, and he didn't have nobody to chase. So for years, he chased Ricky Motes. You know, Daddy was known for a while. He finished like second, like twenty-eight times to him, or something like Good that. Lord. It, it was something stupid. And then Ricky basically quit racing, and then Daddy was winning all. And he said it just wasn't no fun. Yeah. So, so Ricky Motes, I don't know why. I always think of a number 45. Nope. He drove a 99, white 99, mm-hmm. just like Eric Burge. I think Eric Burge just ended up taking over his ride. Okay. Did he have a black hood? Yeah, I yeah. could have. I don't know. I, you know, that was a long time ago. Yeah, but, I mean, as a kid, I was trying to remember details. And for some right. reason, I always thought he had a 45 and had a black hood. And I know that could have been Foster, I'm sure, in his time. But right. I do remember them talking, you know, the 99 as well. So that Eric Burgess ended up with that car? Eric Burgess drove it and won. I think he won a championship or two with it. Uh, Lanny Bagwell helped out on that car a ton, which, you know, Lanny helped me a lot when I got started. Lanny so. was a front-end man, wasn't he? Yeah, he was 
and Lanny, Lanny could do it all. He just he never could drive one, which he drove. But I mean, he never really won races. But he was, I mean, he was super fast every time he showed up. But something would always happen. Huh. So he showed me a lot of stuff. He showed me how to build carburetors, and he showed me how to set front ends. And uh, there for a while, told me he's my stepdad. He just didn't know it. <laughs> <laughs> so. I don't know. It could have been a Guthrie. It could have been. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? My dad. So uh, that's pretty cool. I remember those battles. Like I say, I was God. I was nine, nine right. years old when when your dad was doing that. I can remember the name Ricky Moats and God. That was like a what three decades ago. God, it was. Yeah, it was forever ago. That's you crazy. Know, back then, racing was uh, that was the whole Greenville County was was involved in it. You know. Yeah. I mean, you had cars showing up. You had 50, 60 cars show up. Yeah. Yeah. And that was just for, yeah, know, street stop. The lower, yeah. 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 So we grew, we were, we were kids playing in the dirt and doing, dirt, yeah. and doing crap that right. we should have been paying attention to what was on the track because right. we, we were playing in the heyday of what was at Greenville Picking Speedway. Oh, yeah. For sure. You know, because back then, I mean, you had Jimbo, he was running, uh, he run, hobby class he, i think he won a championship in hobby daddy won it in street stock terry won a street stock championship i never knew that yeah now that's cool yeah I so know. that's one reason that i was like hey i'm gonna win championship you know i want to keep it going yeah and then my brother and jimmy man uh they failed I didn't fail. I won my championship. Well, we have hope. Um, I <laughs> no, they're about, not racing no more. Yeah, but Jordan, oh, Jimmy's Jordan, daughter. Jordan might be the ticket. Yeah, she's. Uh, she told Papa down there on top of the trailer the other week, I am getting a race car next <laughs> year. So Okay. So the way she speaks, Jimbo's probably going to so? jump and do what she says because she's the boss. So that'll be you. cool. Yeah, I never realized that. So that's, yeah. I mean. But they said Jim won, you know, Jim, my grandpa didn't drive, but he had a couple cars and they won championships. Yeah. And then I think Daddy started out of Terry and Jimbo and got them involved in it, which they probably hate him for now, but, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's rough. It's, racing life is hard. Yeah. Oh, it is. It's, and, and, and back then, you know, them boys was working full-time jobs painting cars body oh, yeah. shop and stuff like that and then working on race cars and and i i can remember I, you know because we all lived there around yeah. each other back then and i can i don't remember your dad being around a lot no mm -hmm. he wasn't i'd go weeks and didn't see him <laughs> i think he went to get bread one time and come back three weeks later <laughs> Damn. i wonder if tommy galloway trained him or did he turn he trained tommy <laughs> one of the two yeah that sounds like we was at tommy's shop one day and he went to get us dinner on like a uh, thursday evening and we seen him saturday morning he was like where the hell you been right we're hungry and they took a long time to cook it <laughs> yeah and it was just taco bell right yeah yeah that's uh that's just crazy. I've been thinking ever since you said you'd come on it. You know, I mean, we our childhoods we were right, all right there together. You oh know, yeah, James and we terrorized the neighborhood. Did y'all yeah. live? Y'all lived in the? Um... My grandpa had on that mobile home park over okay. on Huntsbridge Road in Berea, yeah. and and Scott's family and Terry uh, lived. Terry's over there. family lived there, yeah. and uh, you know, well Terry, you know, was James Johnson and them stepdad, so they were all there with us. So. I had an entertaining childhood. I was scarred. Probably that's what's wrong with you. Could be. I mean, that's probably why you get caught cheating all the time. I mean, not me, but you. I'm going to get a little off subject here on, on, on one of my fond memories of these boys when I was growing up was 
we had a neighborhood bully, and hopefully when we share it, his we'll, we'll I'm gonna mention his name. Hopefully when we share it, he'll he'll if he's on your page. I don't know if are y'all still y'all. Depends on who you talking about, Jimmy. Uh, Jimmy Millsap. Oh yeah, I mean, he wasn't a bully. He was a bully to me because I was much younger. Was little. I was younger. <laughs> so we was the same age. He didn't bully us. Yeah. So so Jimmy picked on me all the time, and one day, Scott and Kelly and Larry and James and Ronnie. I know Ronnie might be closer to me in age, maybe. Yeah, he's he's younger than us for sure. Yeah. So I, they all got tired of Putin, you know, getting me getting picked on, and they was going to show him. So they all beat the snot out of him, <laughs> threw him down in a mud hole, and threw his bicycle on top of him. And Larry set me up on a power box there in the in the trailer park, and he says, "I want you to jump off the top of this thing with and elbow him right in the nose." And you know, here I am, I'm, I'm beating. Jimmy Millsap up as a kid. <laughs> Jesus Christ! We really did that. All of y'all done that. That was that was right before we had moved out and went. To, I think we moved to Simpsonville after that. So that must have been my other kin folk. I didn't do that. No, you was right there in the middle of it. And what was the the was it the Hensleys? Yeah, Shane and Rondo. Shane Hensley? and Rondo Hensley. Yeah, yeah. So maybe if Jimmy Man, I mean not Jimmy Man, Jimmy Millsap, and my dad ended up. One day going over and whipping his dad's butt for that mess too, but y'all y'all pretty much took care of business too. But anyway, we need to get back to racing. <laughs> yeah, let's get back to racing. Yeah. Let's, uh, you're talking bad about our childhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we had an entertaining childhood. Trust me, with the guys that we grew up with. Oh, that's very entertaining. Little Steve jumping off the top row, elbow first. Yeah, I mean, he, but he I was had, little though. Back then, he was little. <laughs> I don't know what happened now, but he was little. I was a little bitty fella and grew up to be a fat ass. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> you can't say that language. Whoops. These kids listening. Yeah, I apologize. Bless all the starving pygmies <laughs> in New Guinea. Right. So, okay, let's get back to the racing. So, yes. Scott, so you were you had kind of grew up at the track, I grew watching up your family. Track. Yes, I grew up there, and I mean, I was there week in, week out. If I wasn't there with Daddy, I was up there with Judy in the in the grandstands watching Jimbo. Um, I mean, I wasn't a week that hardly I ever missed. And so when did you start getting the ideas you was going to follow in the footsteps? I know you said earlier you wanted to win a championship. Yes, I got stupid. I I, I bought my first car, which was a dirt car. Most people don't know this, but I bought a dirt car in 1991 and run Riverside one race. Really? Yes. Huh. And it wasn't for me. I started 22nd and finished 6th, and I sold it the next day. Good Lord. What happened? And this one for me. I didn't know anybody. You I was done up, good. I was up there and didn't, had no clue who nobody was. I'm like, man, this ain't no fun because I, you know, I grew up around Greenville and I, I knew everybody. I could go here and I could talk to this person. I could cut up with this person. I got up there and I, it was like a different world. Oh, it is. And I'm like, this ain't for me. So yes, we that. sold that thing and, and then I didn't <laughs> race again until I drove one of Kelly's cars. It was probably, I would probably say it's 98 maybe 97 98 it was that long before you drove again yeah. Yeah. really i don't know why i thought you had been driving now it was kelly i broke the car probably in 96 because then i built a car in 98 and i raced the season of 98 yeah that was my first car that was my first go around i can remember coming to the shop and y'all i remember the night we'll get into that in a little bit y'all built a car in a week yeah <laughs> we built two of them in a week oh my god oh, or, or two, two different times yeah Kelly Wright, the guy, or a good friend of mine, <laughs> Donnie Henry, and uh, I think there was a clothes hanger involved for a throttle cable, and it hung up, and he wiped them all out. <laughs> so we felt bad, so we built him a car, too. What, what is, what's the deal with throttle cables and clothes hangers? 
I don't know. It worked at the time in the shop. It didn't work when we got the racetrack. <laughs> well, it worked, but it worked too good. Oh my God. So, That's, uh, y'all had no idea that you ever raced dirt or, right. or once. I started sending you a picture up, but the car was so ugly. It was a yellow Pinto. And I'm like, I'm not sending him that. So you drove a Pinto a on Pinto, dirt. Yes. Well, I mean, you're doing good though. You should have. Well, I don't know if everybody, I don't remember the wreck. I don't remember the race, but I remember I finished six and I'm like, this ain't for me. I guarantee Darnell was first. If he was driving if a he didn't wreck, he probably wrecked that night because that's the reason I finished better. <laughs> he probably took them all out. <laughs> no, Robin Robin Darnell was uh, he was probably about fifteen, sixteen then, and he, he was. I don't know if he was racing then. Really? Yeah, ninety one. I'm sure he was. You think so? I think I would say so. That's probably about the time <clears throat> they were kicking everybody's teeth on dirt in them little pintos. Maybe. Yeah. That's cool as hell. I need to see this picture, though. I'll send it to you. Don't post it. <laughs> I won't post it's it. embarrassing. <laughs> I, I airbrushed the numbers and everything on that thing. Really? <laughs> yes. Man, that's cool. No, it's not. You look at that now, and I like, man, that's ugly. Well, I mean, I've done I mean, stuff. It's original. I'm used to ugly cars because I don't care after I take the first picture, but I want it to look good for the first picture. It didn't even look good for the first picture. <laughs> So you bought this car race ready somewhere? Yes. I bought it race ready. I painted it and lettered it, and I went to the dirt track, and I'm like, screw this. It ain't for me. <laughs> Why in the hell did nobody stop you? I have no clue. I mean, you know, hey, boy, you, this is, we're asphalt racers. Where are you going? You know? I don't know. I mean, Daddy went, Daddy went with us. I mean. Oh, my God. But, you know, Daddy run dirt and asphalt forever. Yeah. And Daddy, I think Daddy started out on dirt. That's crazy. Why do I think that Jimbo told us, and maybe he told us backwards, that so your daddy got Jimbo driving? Yes. And if the I story I got. Yeah, if I ain't mistaken, one of them still has had the title to their race car or something. I don't know about that. Yeah, they. How how did that go? One of them had a title to their race. He's and, and if I ain't mistaken, they said they still had it today. The title that they had on the car that they built for. Jimbo's first race car. I don't remember if your daddy told me that or Jimbo told me that. Must be Jimbo. I, I mean, I think I would because I, I go through daddy stuff occasionally and, and I got all his racing stuff and I didn't say no title. <laughs> yeah. No. Yeah, I didn't see it. I mean, unless you right. didn't send all of it with me. No, with, I sent all of it by my stuff. I didn't figure you wanted my stuff. <laughs> Man, that would have been cool. I kept my stuff hid. Well, you need it. You got a big book of it, too? It's yeah, sort of. I need it, too. <laughs> no, it's good. No, that's a proud moment. I mean, we used to build cars out in the front yard. So? I mean. I got a bunch of them with cars we building in the front yard. They ain't, I mean, that's. And we won races with them. So. But, I mean, back in the 80s, I mean. I wasn't racing in the 80s, Steve. I know, but. I, mean, I was a kid, man. You're, you're, you're daddy, <laughs> did your daddy build cars in there? No, he had a shop. Okay. So you was building them in the yard? Yes. I know your brother built one in the yard one time or somewhere. I don't remember where that, that dang yellow 42 he had at Superstock. Yeah. My it brother. Was white. It was yellow when it was here. He had a yellow one. He had a yellow one too. It was a baby Malibu. Yes. They brought it over here to get it out of the yard one time or out of his way for a little bit. And my brother hit the back bumper with the with the lawnmower and the whole damn body fell off. I'm talking both front fenders. It was lightweight. Oh, I mean the whole entire it looked like one of those cars you wind up and run into the wall and it falls apart. Oh I had goodness. never seen anything like it. I was like, whoa. Yeah. But you know, you've had so many people on here that's taught stories. Even Craig Blackwell when he's uh, he said us that Pete seen a car come in late one night with Batman on the side of it with a logging chain. That was Kelly. <laughs> yeah, we used to drive cars to the racetrack. 
Pulling them with chains. Well, the chain was there, but I mean, yeah. Uh, but we was running and driving them. <laughs> you know what? There's been a few of those driving down 85 to come down to to the, to the speedway. Coming up was Greer, Spartanburg. Somebody in the last few episodes was, was doing that too. That's crazy. I drove one one night. My truck tore up, and we had to shop on 123 across from the truck farm where Spinks is now. Yeah. And my truck tore up, and back then I was dedicated racing. I was like, man, I got to get a racetrack. So I jumped in that thing, and I drove across 123 up K Drive and went down, what is that, Sparrow Road or something like that? Yeah. And Tom Blackwell cussed me for two hours. He said, what is wrong with you? I said, I got a race. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you're here for their entertainment. Right. I said, I just can't tear it up so I can get back home. (laughs) (laughs) Well, at least you got to find folks at Hale's Record Service if you needed a ride back home or Francis when he was there. Yeah. Yeah, so so you got big time in 90, 98 driving your own stuff. 98, I started, I built my own car from scratch. Um, back then, you didn't have a whole lot of money on them. I mean, basically, you had a lot of work. Yeah. Um, and I did pretty good. I mean, I've won a race every year that I've raced. I've won at least one race, and which is a, a, a lot for me because I don't spend a whole lot of money. So... But yeah, we won a race the first year out, and I, you know, I, I was really happy of that because you know I had five hundred dollars in my motor. I had less than fifteen hundred dollars in my whole car. Wow. Yeah. Boy, uh, times have changed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> for sure. Yeah. So. I always thought it was cool, you know. That's that's my cousin, you know, out there winning, and we well, ain't got a whole yeah. lot of luck. Up to and, and, <laughs> but I mean, it was just you know, I mean, ninety eight. What was I? Twenty two. Was I that old? 74. You got that you much got a younger years on me. I was pregnant with Taylor in 98. Wow. Anyway, I always thought it was cool. My my cousin's out yeah. there. And, I mean, you know, Kelly raced for five or six years before I started. And, the first car I ran at Greenville, I drove Kelly's car. I drove one of, uh, one race down there, and I, you know, Steve Brown, which drove the Orange 55 car. Yeah. I passed him like 42 times that race, <laughs> and he passed me like 42. I mean, it was just back and forth. I'd pass him down each straightaway, and he'd drive right by me because I was out of control each corner. And he'd just drive right by me, and I'm like, where's the hell is he going? <laughs> and that's bass almost as bad as me, you know, heating up the tires and, you know, going to scuff a set of new tires and stickers still being on them. Right, right. Because this, this gentleman he's talking about was like, you know, he was probably eight laps down in the 10-lap race. So. Oh. Me and him both that first race. <laughs> we didn't get lapped, but I mean, we passed each other every lap. I mean, I'd pass him each straightaway and he passed me each corner. Wow. And I come in, they said, Man, you got to slow down. I was like, What am I? I'm losing. <laughs> you didn't understand the concept right, of slow down right, and go fast. Right. That's yeah, it, funny. Took me, it took me that whole race to figure that out. When I come in there and I watched the video and I'm like, What was I doing? So I'm still, I'm still just flabbergasted by this first year in 98 because. I'm almost certain the the red car over here, our first year was 98, the red 20. I'm almost sure we bought that toward the end of, part, end, end of that season. I think that was 99. Uh, mm-hmm. Could have been 99. Yeah. yeah you I, didn't. Raced, I raced a year, and then I think he started, and, and uh, which I thought was funny because he was always out of control. Oh, he still is. Uh, he was way out of control. Because I'm like, man, if he'd just slow down, he'd be fast. Yeah. You know? 
We then, had he, a, then he won a race, and then I went up to congratulate him and run all the way down the side of his car. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. That's why you wave at him congratulate him. <laughs> we were out there on a Saturday morning looking like fools because we didn't know what to do. And Scott pulls up beside of Daddy and waves at him, and Daddy's like, hey, how you doing? And Scott hooks a left. Wham! He tore the roll right outside the car off, and Daddy's like, what the hell did he do that for? <laughs> you remember I drove that car one day in practice, and y'all was all sitting around, and I just climbed in and took off. <laughs> I don't remember that. Yeah, I climbed in and made about four laps to come in. I was like, man, this thing's a rocket. <laughs> <laughs> it, uh... You know that was Don Gentry's old yes. car. Yes, that thing was a it, it was a rocket, and Daddy didn't know how to. It was a rocket. How to control I'm it? Like, Man, if I had this, I'd beat something. <laughs> I was driving junk. That was like first class stuff. The video he almost won the Shrine race in '99, and he was smoking the tires past the concession stand down the back straightaway. That's how much motor. That's that big motor. <laughs> yeah, yeah, there was a hog in it, but it was there when we got it. It was. You the think monster. they would cheat? Um. If they wasn't, they passed it on to us, so we would. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been. You know what? I'm going to blame that. Your my, whole cheating yeah, scandals on them? Yeah. Like creative components. Yeah. Yeah, it was just creativity. Yeah. I understand that. <laughs> so you, you dabbled. Did you run? You didn't run many full seasons, did you, right there in the No, road? I hadn't ran many full seasons. I've probably run four or five full seasons my yeah. whole racing career. Well, one of the pictures you sent me was a big Malibu, and it had Francis Marion on the quarter, and it was white. And uh, I don't ever, you know, I remember all your cars, but that one, I don't, I couldn't tell you I've ever seen it before in my life until you sent me that picture, and I was like, when did he drive this? I don't know, depending on which one it was. Yeah, it was a it was a dang good looking car, but I was like, I don't remember this car. The second car that I ever built, we was over on Cedar Lane Road at that time. And uh, Mark Henry walked in. Oh, that's that's in 2008. Really? Yeah. I let everybody drive that car. Zach Presley drove it. I think Fred Phillips drove. I think everybody drove that thing. I don't. I don't other than your, you know. I actually sold that car to uh, Danny. Drives 34 at Anna. Gilbert. I actually sold that car to Danny Gilbert. Really? I, I I guess. In 2008, they was giving me a hard time, and there was a lot of people fussing and crying and saying they are going to take me out. So I showed up with three cars. Oh. Uh, you know, I was I like, hey, if y'all want to wreck, let's wreck. Yeah. I got cars. I kind of, I got, that was when I got bought out and was asked not to go back to Greenville Pickens for a few years. So right. That lasted about eight months. Yeah. Or maybe a half a season. I think Zach Presley drove that car more than anybody. Huh. I don't think I ever drove it. I, I made my way like three or four laps in, and I'm like, this thing's junk. I had never seen that car until that picture. I was I like, I think that car was gave to me. Really? Yeah. It's a good looking car. I was like, there it is. Francis done a good job lettering it. Yeah. If he could have made it run faster, it would have been good. <laughs> I might have to call him and ask if he can go back and work on it. <laughs> he would. Yeah. Time If he gets some free time from pulling his hair out, poor fellow, he's, he's rough over there by got himself. His, got his hands full. Yeah. He's been a hell of a dude through the years with you and Lou. Oh, he's helped me. Tremendous. I mean, he's like my brother. Yeah. I mean, I say he's like my brother because, I mean, hell, I see him as much as I do my own brother because, you know, we just live different lives now. Yeah. You know, Kelly's always at the lake doing this, doing that, and Francis is always working. I'm working, and I don't ever get to see him. So He's a good guy. I know I've yeah. stopped over a time or two, and he's just – he's stressed to the max, and he really don't have time to 
chit chat with you like oh, I know don't. we would. He don't. I used to in two thousand eight I kept my race car over there and uh a lot of the time they either here or there one. And uh I had that little back stall back there that we kept it in and mm-hmm. now he's got a front end alignment shop in there now. We might have to get him to move it so we can start back racing. <laughs> so he would probably love that to be honest with you. I don't know. I think he's done with it. Mm. I've asked him before, I said, Hey you wanna go race? He said, No. <laughs> <laughs> so Well that sucks. So, like I say, you you uh you dabbled in. You said you got one win a year, and then yeah. was it '08? Was the year you decided you was gonna go run for a championship? No, actually, in uh, probably '05, uh, my wife bought a Chevelle from Bob Horton. I know Rob said they sold it to me. They didn't sell it to me. They sold it to my wife Angie. <laughs> but I blew a motor, so I kind of took her car, huh? and uh. It was a rocket. It was a good piece. And that was the a, car that you had all that gear in, wasn't it? Yeah, five eighty six gear that I run. I run Greenville on Saturdays and Anderson on Friday and pulling a five eighty six gear. And uh you could just turn the timing down from thirty six to twenty eight and that thing would never it would run both places. That was crazy. I know you've told me that for a long time yeah. and I was like, I just don't see that because that's a lot of gear at Greenville. Sixty three hundred. Are you serious? Yeah, that's all I turned. Well, they say 400s don't turn that much. It wasn't a 400. <laughs> but I don't think. I bought it, so I don't know. I don't know what was in it I'm just, it blew up. I'm just referring to to your championship year, and I oh. guess that was about the years the message boards was dying off, but yes. I can remember. That's when Facebook kicked in. Yeah, I can remember all of the boo-hooing from a, from a camp about you was running a 400, and, oh, you can see his tack in, in Mad Fan's videos, and he's not hardly turning any RPMs, and, Blah blah blah. Uh, was, speaking of mad fan, I think I'm the first one to run an in car camera for him. Huh. I bet yeah. that was a damn entertaining video. Yeah. <laughs> the whole year in two thousand eight. I mean Yeah. You know, he come when we was building that car, we put it together here. You painted it. And uh I was talking to him, I said, Come on, take a look at it. And he come by and he said, You want you wanna put a camera in it? I said, Man, I ain't got a problem with that. Let's do it. Yeah. So Scott had a that year. Scott had a car that was spot on every week, and I don't know how. I don't know. We worked our butt off on that car. Yeah, I don't know. I don't remember how I talked to you into putting them front rear springs in the front of that car. It wasn't hard. I mean, I'm I'm pretty open minded. I mean, I think at one time the strongest spring in that car was a three hundred. Yeah, and it was probably the right front. It was <laughs> the three hundred, and the left rear was both three hundreds. I can't. I won't never forget. I can almost remember the exact job I was on the morning you called me and you said this son gun's fast. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We went out and practiced, and uh, that thing was on a rail. It took a, it took probably ten laps to get used to it falling over on its nose when you went off in the corner because it kind of scared you. It's like, mm-hmm. <laughs> where's it going? <laughs> But it was fast. I mean, I was like, hey, let's leave it. Let's try it. You know, and then we come back Saturday. This was on like a Thursday, and we come back Saturday, and the left front spring collapsed because it was a 275. Yeah, it I guess up. that was a little too soft. Yeah. He went down the front straightaway, and I, he he, looked like he was swatting swatting a hornet's nest inside of the car. I was like, I was blown away. That spring had collapsed, yeah. and it was everywhere. But, yeah. you know, I was yeah. all excited that day. I was like, man, I can't wait to go to Trackus. It's uh, you know, he's got a hot rod. No, I can't wait to see how this works. And then the- that car was always a hot rod, but it's cause of my my tire soaking ability because you know back then they let soak tires. Yeah, and I had that down to a science. Huh. I can remember going and watching a few races that year, and it was almost you get high in the turns. And y'all was running them Hoosiers. Yeah, and you could just all the tire soak when y'all was, and that thing had a distinctive 
smell when they got hot and y'all right. spinning them. It just yep. uh, awkward smell the whole time. So let's back up to '98. We raced '98, and then I bought a, I traded that car to Chris Francis, which you had him on the show for a super stock car. Huh. And I ran one race the week before the Shrine race. I ran that race and. It took 14 arms to drive that thing down the straightaway. And I asked Chris, I said, dude, who set the front end up? And he's like, we did. And I'm like, how'd y'all do it? And he said, we just took stuff over and welded it. <laughs> I'm like, what? <laughs> so we took and uh, I took all and cut all the perches off of it and put what I wanted. And we come out to Shrine Race, and that thing was super fast. And I mean, it was good. And we cut a right front tire down. I went off in the corner, and I bumped the inside wall, and it cut the right front tire down. And I knocked the whole right front suspension off of it. Oh, my God. So I didn't get to run it. But I traded, Chris, all my Charger stuff for that Superstock car. And then they cut out Superstock that year. Huh. I don't know why I don't remember that either. Yeah. I it do. had the aluminum body on it. It looked like a cup car. That's right. I do remember that. Yeah. And I never even got no pictures. So, you know, it didn't live long. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know why. Well, I, 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 Chris Minders called me one day, and he's like, hey, I'm looking for a roll cage. I said, well, I got this car here. Come get it and cut it out of here. Damn. So they cut it, and it was a high-tech car. It was, uh, they said it was uh, the old man. Uh, what a polka dot hat. I can't think of his CM? name. CM Knight's old superstar car. Huh. Yeah. I didn't. I mean, a high-tech, that was Traveler's Rest. Yeah. I couldn't imagine the Simpsonville slider coming to Traveler's Rest. I don't either, <laughs> but that's what they told me. Huh. We cut that thing up, or Chris cut it up, and then uh, that's when they had the Super Renegade or Super Charger. Yeah, they called them Super Charger. Yeah, they called them Super Charger for a little bit, and then they went to Sportsman. Yeah, so I didn't race that year, and then I ended up buying my Chevelle stuff back from Chris, but he sold it to Percy Proctor, and then. Uh, so that's where Percy come into the equation. Well, Percy, Percy come in before that too. Uh, <laughs> You know, he was racing, and he sold all his stuff. And then he, he I was talking to him one day. He said, oh, I want to race again. I said, well, I got a car. Get you a motor. Put it in it. Go race. Hmm. So, so he come got all that stuff. And he said, I need a motor. So at the time, I had an old motor, old charger motor. I said, hell, take a stick out in there. I ended up with everything but the transmission. He owned the transmission. Huh. And I think he drove that thing about four years and won a bunch of races. With oh, yeah. Had Brian Ramey on the court, I think. Yeah. That was probably one of the first people Brian sponsored. Oh no, probably so. Because he always says he started. He you know he sponsored less in '08, but it seemed like I Percy. think it was about all the same time. Though. Okay, yeah, huh? Yeah, his Percy had a what was it, the Chevelle? It was painted like Earnhardt's car, wasn't it? With '71 yeah. on it. Yeah, actually, I sold it to Connie Tyner, and y'all ended up back with it with Dale. Yeah, the Dale and Stephen ended yeah. up with it, and I think that thing's in uh, Pennsylvania now. It was a good car. Yeah, that thing had a. I drove it out there uh, when Stephen had it, and it uh, it, it drove good. It right. had good speed and all. It yeah. uh, I mean that's the key to them is you know building them square and. Oh yeah. But yeah, that was a good car. But my racing career wise, I mean, if I would have, I think if I'd have raced more throughout the year, you know, full seasons, I think I could have won a championship before I did. Yeah. And then there for a while, it was just me and my wife. I mean, me and Angie done all the work. I mean, that's the only crew I had is Angie. I had her rebuilding rear ends. I showed her how to put gears in, <laughs> put shocks on, change spark plugs, wires. Daggone. And she'll tell you her stuff don't fall off. Mine falls off. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe we need to see if we can get her out of retirement. <laughs> you think? <laughs> 
But yeah, she's uh, definitely been right there by your side through it all. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. And then now she hates it. She hates. Well, I don't know if she hates it. Well, I told her once I won a championship, I was done. Yeah. And I did. I was done for. Well, you know, I won a championship in '08, but I won the All Star race in '08. And then I called Robbie Jackson, our buddy Robbie Jackson. I said, hey, you want to drive my car next year because they moved me up. He said, yeah, I'll drive it. And he came out the first week, and they had a big crash on the backstretch, and he drove right in the middle of it. I remember that. So we put it back together. I don't think he ever drove it after that. I don't blame him. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, the All-Star race in 2009, you know, because if you won in 08, you got to run in 09, so I won it. And then I don't think I run again until 2010. I won it. Huh. And then I asked Tom, I said, Tom, you need to let me come back race. I can't afford to move up. So, I mean, I won the all-star race three years straight. I think I led every lap of every all-star race those three years. That's pretty wow. cool. Yeah. I don't, I don't, I remember that platinum plus driver winning. Yeah. He won in one oh seven. Yeah. Yeah. Huh. I think it was oh seven. Oh six or oh seven. Chris Black. I think it was oh seven. That's but you know, the trophy went from a six foot trophy to a four foot trophy to a one foot trophy. And after that, I didn't want to win no more. We'll check what happened. Yeah. Well, that was as, as, as Kevin. Yeah. Yeah. Kevin didn't want to pay for a trophy. Yeah. yeah. As, he, as he started easing, easing off on the money with Keith Cochran. To- <laughs> He's trying to buy tires for his new cars. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I can remember you had a, you had a Purdue Cinderella storied. 2008 season i mean yeah i think we won 13 races that year are you serious yeah i didn't remember that one of those was at anderson we went down to anderson and ran they had a charger race and everybody said you leading points you going down there to race i was like yeah it's a race let's go race yeah and we was a lot faster down there and that's when i the year the race before that when i told you you got to slow down at anderson to go faster yeah i figured that out the race before that last race i ran down there was in somebody else's car and i figured that out and then I went down in 08, and I won that race, and it, I mean, it was fairly easy to win. And I actually asked Chad Hunter and them, I said, hey, if I start last and y'all pay me an extra 50 bucks, I'll win the race, and they wouldn't do it. So I started up front and played every lap. <laughs> Showed them how it was done. Yeah. Yeah. But we're going to cut out for a commercial break here. <laughs> Is buying a car something you don't look forward to because of the high pressure salespeople? Don't let yourself be pressured. When you contact Morgan Motor Company Incorporated, you always deal with a Morgan. This means no high pressure sales pitch, no high overhead costs that's passed down to you and savings you can bet on. Morgan Motor Company has been serving the upstate of South Carolina for over 60 years. Give them a call today, 864 242 6684 or visit Morgan Motor Company and see how they can save you money and tell them the guys from a Checker Pass podcast sent you. Are you looking for someone to do a dreaded painting project? I'm talking about residential and or commercial. Look no further and contact Maccabee Painting. These guys have been around for 15 years with 29 years of experience. The owner, Benji, is a third generation painter and knows his stuff. They can also take care of all of your pressure washing needs or deck repairs and staining. Again, if you're looking for someone to come and do an amazing painting job, either residential or commercial, if you got pressure washing needs or you just need your deck repaired and stained, call Maccabees Painting at 864-395-9744. Not a jack of a lot of trades, but definitely a master of one. Again, that number is 864 864- 
395-9744 and tell them that the guys from a checkered pass podcast sent you for all your automotive and heavy equipment foreign and domestic alternators and starter needs contact jeans alternator and starter tell them that you heard about it on the checker pass podcast give them a call at 864-246-3036 it's jeans alternator and starter for all your handyman needs call robert or hall with hall's all hands on decks 864-213-7502. No job is too small or too big. From fixing water lines to building decks, even minor roof repair, and everything in between. Again, that number is 864-213-7502. Have you been driving around town and got into a little fender bender and now you need your car repaired? Look no further. Go talk to Blake Jeter at Powdersville Collision Repair, located at 415 Three Bridges Road in Powdersville. He specializes in insurance and auto body repairs. That address again is 415 Three Bridges Road in Powdersville. Check out Powdersville Collision Repair and and tell Blake the guys from a Checkered Pass podcast sent you. Like to give one additional shout out to our friends at Kiwi Outpost. They offer embroidery work, direct painting on printing on shirts, as well as koozies, hats, polos, hoodies, and t-shirts. We've firsthand seen the great work that they do for the show here. Give them a call 864-436-4004. Tell them that you heard about them on a checkered past podcast. Here we outpost. Alrighty, sorry about that. We had to cut out and thank the guys and gals who help us out each week to put this show on. So, uh, so you learn learned a little bit down at Anderson about overdriving the corner. Yeah, because back in probably well, we used to race down there every week. And I, I mean, I probably got fifty second places down there. I never could win a race, and uh, I drove a buddy of mine's car down there, which was pretty much junk and I led every lap with the last two and Zimmerman a guy named Zimmerman Mark Zimmerman we come up off two and he punted me and put me in the outside wall and I finished second to him so when he come back to Greenville like a couple weeks later I done him (laughs) the same way I'm a a firm believer in payback yeah and he's I mean I don't think there's anybody out there but one person I hadn't paid back (laughs) and I I mean I don't mind saying who it is that's Mike Boat well I'm having a huge on the track I don't have no problem with Mike Boat I talk to him when I see him but I still owe him one. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to pay him back. <laughs> I do remember that night. That was your orange car. Yeah. And about went over the wall on the back stretch. Yeah. Sure uh, enough. You had a hot rod that night. I did. I, what I did, I tried some sh- different shocks on the front of that thing, and it made it so tight in the heat race, and I just couldn't, couldn't get through the corner, so I put my old shocks back on. And I was coming through there, but I, I think he thought better of it and hooked me in the right rear and sent me to the outside wall. Huh. So, I mean, it's payback time. I mean, it, the first shot I get, I'm going to take it. <laughs> Dale done a, uh, one of these things at the front of these things that drivers never forget. 
and I hadn't forgot it. Like I said, I like Mike. I talked to Mike. I tried to give him work one time. Yeah. But I still owe him. <laughs> going to catch him at a red light. Here we go. <laughs> no, I'm going to do it on a right I'm going to do him the same way he done me because oh. that was bull crap. <laughs> so, Mike Moat, um, it's coming. <laughs> one oh. year, it's coming. Put him on notice. Before we get too old, we need to do it in practice or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. That's going to be – I hope I'm there for that. Oh, yeah. It's going to be fun. It's going to be interesting. I don't know that if I, if I was running street stock and I caught him in his pure stock, if I wouldn't do it in practice. <laughs> I mean, I just, I got to get even. Well, if you can catch his pure stock and in your street stock, you've done something. Cause that car's a rocket. It is. He's got a good car. <laughs> yeah. And he drives good. He's a good driver. Yeah. And I don't know why he need to hook me in the right rear like that, though. He's, he claimed he blew a radiator hose, but he run about five laps after he wrecked me. So I'm like, you can't claim that. <laughs> How much water was in that car? Right. A lot of water wetter. Yeah. Mike Mike is. He's a good dude. He, he uh, is. And, and his boy, uh, I don't know that there's anybody that I trust on the racetrack beside of, other than Michael. Right. Uh, we, uh, he's, a, he's a hell of a dude. And, oh, he is. He's a good driver. Yeah. He, and he drives the wheels off anything. Oh, yeah. I think you could put him in one of his model cars on him. <laughs> I don't think he'd fit. He's like me. He's way too big for a model car. <laughs> he, he, he can he can drive anything he sits in. I've I've uh, been honored to race with him and watch him, and he's he's a good dude. He is. Um, yes. I got to go back. I got to go back and say, you know, when we first started racing, I mean, we didn't spend a whole lot of money. I mean, me and my brother done everything from putting the cages in to setting them up. Kelly built motors. I mean, there's a lot of stuff that he done that I couldn't do. Well, he was your setup guy too, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. And my motor guy for, I mean, we'd go to AutoZone, buy pistons, rods, and everything, and we'd put a motor together. You can buy that stuff at AutoZone? Yeah. Never knew that. It was cheap stuff. Really? It was good for the like, first three laps, and then the pistons started getting smaller, and it started losing compression. Ah. So. That's a good education. I never knew you could buy them kind of parts at Oh, Auto you can. Part. I mean, we had $500 in the whole motor. Wow. Yeah. And all of it be new. Yeah. So, uh, man, that's but that crazy. was back then. But, you know, Kelly, Kelly, there for a long time. I mean, it was Kelly done all the setup. I'd come in and tell Kelly what I wanted, and he would make it work. And that's cool because in recent years, I can remember when you were at the track and there's Kelly. You know, he. Yeah, in 2018, we got a car from Steve Kelly. As a matter of fact, the last car I won in that I give the trophy away that daddy's still mad because he wanted the trophy and I told him if I ever win another one I'll give you the trophy because <laughs> I give my trophies away but uh, I kept telling Kelly I said man you gotta free this thing up you know you gotta open the stagger up to free it up Kelly kept closing it up every time I told him we need to loosen it up he kept closing it up and I'm like Jesus Christ <laughs> and he finally realized we were sitting there one day I was like what are you doing he said open the stagger up I know closing the stagger up he said no you gotta open it so then we, I think that night we won the race we beat Daryl because Daryl was winning about every week. Yeah. And we ended up beating Daryl that night. I do. That was the white. That was your Camaro, wasn't it? No, Darryl? no. That was my silver Monte Carlo. One we was put, it silver? One we putting together now. Okay. That's, yeah, I remember you winning, but I don't know why I was thinking that white car. No, I've tried. That car's, that car's super fast in the corner. I just can't get it from the center off. It's tight. Yeah. It's a one groove. It's a one groove race car. If you have to move, you're screwed. Huh. <laughs> Yeah, that, I so can, you can't pass nobody unless they just mess up. <laughs> well, you can move them. No, I don't race that way. Yeah, that's one thing I can say. I don't think I've ever seen you. I don't race that. Go way. in there and hit somebody, and knock them out of the way. No, I've finished second plenty of times. Yeah, and I could have moved them and didn't because yeah. I don't want nobody moving me. Yeah, that that ain't fun, to, especially going off in the corner and getting right. ruffled up. I know Chucky Greer kept 
beating the back bumper off my car one night, and I run. I let him by, and I run off in the three, and I had his whole rear end up on top of my hood <laughs> before I let out the gas. Good God! I believe in getting payback. Yeah. So, and it wasn't a payback; it was just proving a point. Yeah, you know, I can run off over my head and hit you too. But yeah, but yeah, he hadn't never been really known. I can remember of being overly crazy in a car and running over people. No, it was right when he first started, and I think everybody's pumping his head up. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, in 2008, he started out the same year, and me and him had a good battle going. It was either him winning or me winning, and then Tom Black will come to us and said, y'all stinking up our show. Y'all need to quit. So I eased off. He didn't ease off, so he didn't make it through the season, huh. which I hate that because I think we'd have had a good season, a you know, good racing. But I ended up racing with Les Mahaffey, which was – Sponsored by Brian Ramey and, and ended up beating him for the points championship. That was, uh, I was so excited that year you won them points because that was. Yeah, I think less a lot because he was giving me his old tires for me to outrun him on. Ain't that funny? Yeah. <laughs> it's crazy how that happens. Yeah. He wasn't using much tire softener as I was. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't have the secret sauce. I tried. I gave him a set of tires and he said, it won't work. <laughs> That's I get crazy. Mine punching down in the teens. Yeah. And his was like in the 30s. Wow. Yeah. And them, I remember them tires back then. Back then was, it was a tire war, basically. Because yeah. when you got them, it's hard as a rock. What did things cost back then? I don't know. I never bought none. <laughs> I always took his old tires. <laughs> and then beat them with them. Yeah. Now, Francis <laughs> and Matt and him, they bought me some, but, I mean, I didn't buy any. You know, Francis, I mean, he bought me probably two sets, and Matt brought me two or three sets that year, and but. Most time, I'd go around and get people's used stuff because I'd put enough tire softener on it. I could make them work. <laughs> yeah. I'd start soaking them on Sunday, and I'd take them off the rotisserie on Tuesday or Thursday. Good Lord. 20 ounces inside and a whole pan full on the bottom. <laughs> and they would stick to the wall of the trailer hole. <laughs> they would. You couldn't stand to stand in the trailer. It smelled so bad, though. I can remember going in your trailer, and it stinking pretty rough. It was pretty rough. Yeah. If I'm not mistaken, it would roll the linoleum up off the floor. I remember planting nights. I pulled out the pits, and you can see the tire marks all the way out of the pits. <laughs> That's hilarious. Yeah. But, you know, that year I had a lot of help. I had Francis. I had Wally, which has passed away. Um, Wally, that's what y'all called uh, Yeah, Ronnie. Yeah, Ronnie. Big was Ronnie. Ronnie. Yeah, I miss him. He was a good dude. And then, uh, you know, I had Fred, and I had francis and they, and they changed a lot of my thinking because i used to just throw stuff together you know and, and they said you can't do that you can't do that and, and they got me out of that in 2008 but then 2009 you dropped back no, i think well i've slowly reverted myself to just throwing stuff together and it don't work anymore <laughs> so I, I think i need to go back to that that mindset of how you got to work on it yeah i think people better prepare their cars than back then yeah back then it was just like you know I could outwork, which we worked a lot on that in 08. We worked probably five days a week. You know, they don't know how many, you don't know how many times we changed, had that motor out of that car, getting stuff done to it, whether, I mean, we had a lot of engine problems that year, but it didn't show up on the racetrack. Yeah. So. Yeah, I remember y'all being down here a lot of late nights. Yeah. Working on it. and Yeah. I remember one day we was out there and that thing kept getting slower and slower every time we make a lap. And I'm like, I don't know what's wrong with it. And I called Robbie Jackson. I said, hey, don't you have a motor in your floor? And he's like, yeah. I said, bring it to me. So he brought it to me and we went out there and we changed the motor in about two hours. And uh, we went out there and made some hot laps and it was a whole lot faster than my motor. I don't know if it was legal or not, but it was a whole lot faster than my motor. <laughs> and uh, luckily it rained that night. <laughs> oh, Lord. Because I think, they I think uh, at that time there was a lot of people fussing. 
they I think they would have pulled us. Yeah. And I don't I wouldn't have pulled his motor down because yeah. it's his. Yeah, that year um they needed to install a diaper changing table in the tech shed because there was a lot of crying on bad. the orange twenty seven. Even yeah. if they wasn't in my race, they were still crying. Yeah. Yeah, they there was two races that he raced against uh, in the charger division and uh they were pretty much like what renegade cars are now but they it was non-stop just crying all the time i mean like i say the little the message boards that they had online they was just steadily crying all week long you know from a couple of the camps of drivers out there yeah. it was like what and i mean i'm glad i didn't have i was i, I would have been on there fussing but i'm i glad at that time i wasn't i wasn't into all that yeah it was because silly because when I got the word that they told me one night I was going to leave on a rollback, that's when we brought three cars. And yeah. I started bringing three cars in. I was like, hey, we, if you want to wreck, we'll wreck. I don't care. Oh, yeah. Did you ever have a, have a bounty on you? $2,000 bounty? Something like that? Uh, I heard that. I heard that's <laughs> maybe one reason that I didn't finish that race at Anderson. So, oh, you had a bounty on you? Yeah, at Anderson. Because that, that was Come the week on. before the uh, All-Star race. Oh, or the night before that race was on Friday and the all-star race was on Saturday. So I had to work all night Friday night to get the car back together. And I would come to the racetrack on Saturday and won the race. Oh my God. I did hear that. I I heard Mike got paid for that. And I don't, I don't know if that's true or not. And I hope he did because it's going to cost him in the end. <laughs> Cause I'm going to get even one way or the other. I'm a foreign believer in getting even. <laughs> I'm not hiding. I get, mean, I'm get not that hiding. bounty back. Right. <laughs> And it's just a principle to me. I, mean, yeah. I don't care. Well, he listens. I hope he does. Yeah. I love you, Mike, but I'm going to take you out. <laughs> oh, God. I might have to put this as a highlight on there. And get everybody to drum up everybody to listen to what Scott says about Mike Moe. Right. Stay okay tuned to that. the podcast this week. I'm okay with that. Like I said, I ain't got no hard feelings. I'm just, I mean, you know, I talk to him whenever I see him. Hey, how you, buddy? I like uh, this. I ain't got no hard problem. An eye for eye and a tooth for yeah. tooth. I like that. Mm-hmm. Like I said, Dale Dunham in, in motion or however, he, whatever he calls it. He said, drivers never forget. And I, I don't forget. I'm going to get even. <laughs> You're not Jimmy Spencer. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm big and fat. <laughs> oh, my God. But, yeah, we uh, right now we're putting our other car together. The car we run in 2018, we're putting it back together, and we're going we're gonna to race it somewhere. Uh, or either pay somebody back. I, either or. Oh, yeah. Or both. I mean, I don't mind tearing my own stuff up if I'm paying back. <laughs> well, when are we going to put the, the 08 car back together? It's on the frame machine right now with the front clip cut off of it and the front clip sitting there. I just got to put it together. I'm going to put it back together and just put it up. I would. So you have another clip. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I got a clip. I got everything just to stick it back together. Have you got the one made like that one was? or No, I'm going to have to re- rejig it. And Actually, I'm putting a big Monte Carlo clip on it. Okay. Big, big uh, Malibu? Big Malibu clip on okay. it. Okay. It's only like, the frame rails are only like two inches wider, so I got I to gotta shorten the frame rails side of it up, but I think it'll be fine. Yeah. Because it was wide as a big Malibu anyway when I first got it. Yeah, I mean, that's what it was. What was it, stretched out as, what, three inches is supposed to be? Well, it was shortened and it was widened. Yeah, yeah. It was a good car. That car's probably got 150 wins or so. Oh my God! Ain't no telling how many championships in car or wins that uh, car's got. Because Greg had it, then Robbie Robbins had it, and then uh, Jason got, didn't. Jason, I don't know what they done to it, but um, 
they let this guy that likes to eat corn dogs go out there and, and wreck him every week. Wreck him every week, and right. he, he got that car destroyed. Well, you know, we ran that car a couple races, and if you remember back, it got pushing, and we couldn't figure out why it's pushing. We we done bump steer, we changed shocks, we done everything. Come to find out, the rear end had turned in that car because it had the offset money balls. Yeah, and I didn't know I had it in there. Huh. So when that happened, I went back, got stock trading on it, put under it. And it got better. It got better because it squared it back up, and mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to get caught cheating on something stupid. Mm-hmm. You know that year when you had that car and was so good. I mean, the car itself was illegal. Why? But nobody knew. <laughs> what do you mean? Nobody. <laughs> it knew never it. got caught. I, I'm just saying it I'm was. I'm not a, like you. I don't get caught. <laughs> it was. It was a metric car that had been widened. How do you know? <laughs> How do you know what it started life as? Because I seen that car here personally. I know. You didn't build it. Hey, statue of limitations. They're not going to take your championship from you. I'm not worried about it. I mean, if they did, I had screw buckets on all four corners of my charger car. So they're going to come back and take the championship. But you know, that year, we started out the year. We went out there and practiced. The first practice they had, and that thing was a rocket. And I pulled in, Fred Phillips said, load this thing up. I said, why? He said, you killing them. And sure enough, it wasn't about 10 minutes. They was all over there crying. I was like, dude, it's a race car. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, That's because they knew what car it was. Yeah, but they, they didn't know what to bitch about. They just wanted right. to bitch about mm-hmm. something. Right. I would, uh, it'd be cool to have that car put back together. I'm going to put it back together, and I'm going to paint it just like I had it. And uh, get Francis to let it. That'd be pretty cool. I don't know what I'm going to do with it when I die, because I, you know, I don't have, I got some grandsons that may want it. but You leave it to me. You as old as I am, I'm gonna live longer than you. I hope. <laughs> but you know, over and all, I mean, we've we've had a lot of good times racing. I think I've made a lot of, I've made more friends in racing. I've made enemies. I mean, I've owned a couple of cars that people's drove, and I've helped a ton of people. You know, if somebody calls me and says, "Hey, I'm struggling here," and you know, I'll go over there and help them. Yeah. I mean, you know, I'm not a puppet. I mean, right. me and Kelly used to help people, and then I couldn't outrun them in Charger. I'm like, Kelly, we got to stop it. <laughs> yeah, we gotta, yeah. yeah. Well, I've never in all my years heard anything, but everybody knows the status between you and I. So right. I've never heard anybody say, yeah, that joker over there is a sorry. Yeah. I'm sure there's people out there that say that, but well, I mean, it's they, just because they don't know me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, they got to get to know you to, right. to know who you are. And you, uh, you're a hell of a, I mean, because I'm saying it because you're family, but right. you're, you're a good dude. I we go. I was going to ask you if you're going to drop the line. I'm a, he says that about everybody I bring in here, but I only say it because it's true. And, you know, I tell everybody that I, I learn, I do this show to learn a little bit about everybody that I don't know, but this one here, you know, I know plenty about. Right. You know, we I'm way back. <laughs> but you did learn Good or something. Bad. Yes, I never knew about the dirt car. That that's still the dirt car and the starting it. racing '98. I, mean, I can't you know, believe I you finished six and you didn't try to continue on with it. I had no clue who nobody. I think they actually started a race on the backstretch at Riverside, and I'm like, where are they going? <laughs> <laughs> and they was, they started a race on the backstretch, and I'm like. Okay, let's take off. You know what? It seems like back then they did start it somewhere about midpoint down the back straightaway. Yeah, it was stupid. Yeah. I'm like, you can't even see the flagman. <laughs> we just uh, probably go by the little green light on the wall. Well, I was in the back, so I didn't see the green light. <laughs> First time there. <laughs> but, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people that, that's helped me over the years, too, that, you know, that you got to give thanks to. You know, Francis is one of them. Matt. Um, 
Matt. Matt Morgan. Okay, yeah. Chris Morgan. I mean, you know, all them guys has helped me tremendously. Uh, Francis, like I said, he's probably been the most one in the last recent few years that's really helped me. You know, y'all, I've come down here and y'all use y'all shop week in, week out when I needed to. And right now I got my car over at Raiders, David and Keith and Ben. I, drove, I actually drove another dirt car, I think it was last year or two years ago. At uh, Livonia, yeah. a big street stock race. It was last year. Was it last year? Yeah. Yeah, don't do that. Yeah, I have no intentions <laughs> of doing yeah, that. Them guys is way outclassed what we had. Yeah. I'm like, man, I look like an idiot. We didn't even go to the last race because I had to run the last chance. And I'm like, there ain't no sense in tearing stuff up. Yeah, I'm messaging his wife because I'm worried about him, his well-being. You know, hey, is he okay? And then did the car break in practice? No, I wrecked in practice. I wrecked on the first lap out. Huh. I ran off in the corner and it didn't even turn. It just knocked the right front off of it. So I didn't have to worry about you all night. No, we went back and fixed it for the second night. That's right. Y'all <laughs> went back down the next day because she said, yeah. I remember that. Steve, will you please talk to him? Well, there ain't no talking to him. Right. <laughs> yeah, that was Ben's car, uh, which I don't feel bad. I was the first one to wreck it, but Ben wrecked it too after I did, so I don't feel bad. <laughs> well, he hadn't ever done anything but ride at Frankie's Fun Park, has he? I think so, but he wrecked it at uh, <laughs> TR in practice. <laughs> And he tore it up worse than I did. Wow. I can laugh, but I mean, I would look like a damn fool on dirt. And I can tell you that now. It's totally I, different. Yeah, I just. I'd love to see you on dirt. I, 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 I want to see it too. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't even want to see me at a dirt track, much less drive on a dirt track. We went and helped Ben after that, after we after he fixed it and all that stuff. We went back out and I'm like, man, this is nasty. I can't get over the, the dirtiness of it. Yeah. We've actually got a one of our pool guys is having transmission problems. It's not transmission; he's having problems adjusting the clutch. And we told him to bring it over. He's gonna bring it over this evening. He called and he said, "I know y'all. I gotta wash this thing before I bring it down there. Y'all ain't gonna want to work on it. it." Was red muddy as it is right now. And Daddy <laughs> says, "Yeah, if you don't mind, please wash it." Right. Yeah, the dirt thing's not for me. I mean, I'll go help Ben if he if he needs help, but yeah, it's not something I look forward to. Just because Ben's a good guy and he's helped me. Yeah, he's helped me put my car together this year, and him and Keith and David. Hmm. Matter of fact, I got I got one of their crate motors in my car now that I'm running. I was gonna try the crate motor to see if it's as good as my built motor. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Yeah, because I won't be able to compare it. Yeah, I got me a new crate motor for this super stock I got. You got a six oh four. It's a six oh two and three quarter. Cheater. <laughs> Cheater. <laughs> so you know you can't make it to the shed, right? Tech shed. Yeah. <laughs> You'll have to draw me a map to get me there. <laughs> me too. Yeah, I ain't. I hadn't. And you run against lead better, man, I'm telling you. And that Yoder guy now. The Yoder guy from Tri-County is just, yeah. he's, he's a rocket. He, uh, they say he works at Hendrick. Yeah. I don't. I haven't got a chance to go over and speak to him or anything when he's down at Anderson, but he's, he's definitely got it going on. Yeah. It's hard to beat money. I mean, we used to cut out work people. You can't outwork them and, and beat money. Yeah. Uh-huh. Because everybody's working now. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, people you wouldn't think is working on their stuff now. That, right. You know, and and sadly, the street stock deal with, you know, you got shocks and you got people that knows a little more about shocks and can get Joe over here right. and such and such to build him this. And, you know, you're getting beat there a lot of times. Right. In 2018, I run some mass races and I was a 20th place car, you know, out of 25 cars. And I'm like, this ain't for me. Yeah, that ain't. And then I can take the same car and come to Greenwood and finish top two every week. Yeah. I'm like, you know, why would I want to go travel and beat my head up against the wall? Yeah. It, uh, 
it was good last year for us to go to Tri-County and your dad had a pretty sporty hot rod and got in the wall up there and you know never seeing the track and right. you know i mean the renegade car you can you can i mean it's a race car too but you can pretty much just throw something at it quick and go but i mean like a super stock car you gotta you gotta learn what stagger you need right. to run up there and this and that and it was it was a challenge to i want to go up there and run this year one once or twice uh it won't disappoint you a bit that's probably the nicest facility i've ever been to at any any racetrack or mm. anywhere right probably uh wake county if you get a chance to go run it it's a fun track huh it's a little it's a little bull ring quarter yeah. mile track that's out by raleigh yeah yeah um, no it's fun we went up there when we run the hardy street stock series back in 04 i, I actually do remember you doing some i of actually that. took robbie jackson's car up here huh yeah, that was a long time. I remember you doing all that, and yeah. I remember you doing a Frank. Do you? You was going to do a Frank Kimmel. I was, but they cut it. They stopped before I got done. Thank God. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Taking a car like what we have and running on a mile track like Rockingham. Yeah, that was that. Ooh. Hey, they went up. We no went way. up there and watched Rockingham, and they going <laughs> off in the corner about 140 miles on, 40 miles an hour on small tires, and they completely sideways. And I'm like, man, these guys are idiots. Mm. I want to do it. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh look like they drift into the corner, huh? Yes. Yeah. I, not for me. I I was I was really nervous about going to Tri County. You know, Tri County's got wide sweeping turns like Greenville, but you know, short straightaways like Anderson. Right. And and you would have probably been cussing me the whole time up there because I was over driving the corner. Yeah, you can't get up there. You get about a car length past the flag stand, you better crack the throttle because uh, if you go any deeper, you're gonna be I got <clears throat> bumper to the wall. It took me forever to figure that out. Yeah. Well, I never publicly said this, but I owe you for my 2014 championship because ah, you don't owe me nothing. You, you fussed I at me you enough. enough. <laughs> yes. I mean, every Saturday morning, if it wasn't Saturday morning, it was Monday. He would wear me out about how I was overdriving and he wouldn't, he didn't have to be there. He just knew what I was doing. So when we I finally always had good cars. Yeah. And once I started listening to him, it was on then. He, it, it, it How much did down. you pick up once you slowed down? Oh God, <laughs> it was probably, drastic. Yeah, like probably three quarters of a second or better. Oh wow, or, or, or better. I mean, I was, I was a th- second, sometimes third, fourth place car, but as soon as I started doing what he was telling me, I went to the front, and oh, the rest is history. I. I done pretty well down there. It took me years to figure it out. That's crazy, and that's why my dad won't go to that track because. He can't comprehend slow down to get in the corner. He wants to drive it, you know. He's yeah. driving like Greenwood. Greenwood, you can charge the corners. Yeah, he wants to drive it to the center before he cracks the throttle. And then, you know, by then you done messed up and right. got to go home and start over. Yep. Well, that was, uh, that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah, that was a very interesting lesson that I was taught back then for sure. And I just learned that from driving junk. Well. And somebody else is junk at that. Who did you tell me you was driving? I Who's drove uh, Wayne Brooks's car. Wayne Brooks. That's he, right. he got lapped a week before. And you was sideways that. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you driving that now. Yeah. It's all coming to me. I think Chris Francis, we qualified third and fourth. I never heard the top four. And I started on the pole and I never lifted. And I knew if I could, what made me realize, because I started letting off early to keep him on the outside. Yeah. And it just kept getting faster and faster and faster. And I'm like, look at this. Yeah. Here so, we go. I didn't yeah. hit something. 
Yeah, um, I took my little car down to here a while back, and I was showing Peyton, you know, the car wasn't going to spin out or whatever. Here you go drive it, son. And I was driving that thing way off in there, and them boys like, you crazy. And I'm like, look, they, if you driving as deep as I'm driving, you stupid and backing up anyway, you'll go faster. So I started setting cones on the track, and uh, I really set him down and talked to him, and he was – he, to be 16 years old, he was pretty dang sporty that Saturday. We were down there Sunday. We were down there, and it was because he was listening, and I was telling him to back the corners up. But right. it's, uh, it's something to learn on different tracks like that. It is. And I don't know if all small tracks is that way or not. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you, like I say, Tri-County, definitely you got to drive it similar to Anderson. Okay. It's got a lot of them characteristics. Hopefully we can hit it this year and see. Yeah, I hope. I think you got till the end of October. I'm not going this year. They ain't just tearing something up at the end of the year. Yeah, that was my theory all year. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I kept telling the boys every week. Ain't no sense tearing everything up and was working on it all winter. Well, we went and practiced uh, a few weeks ago at Anderson, and uh, cars jumping out of gear, and then. And, distributor moved on us i mean we was fighting demons and i was like let's just load up and go home yeah they said well we can fix it come back and i was like no i mean we'll get it next few weeks and i don't think i've worked on it since well it'll be there next year (laughs) well just make sure it ain't the week before the season oh i am i am we're gonna try to get down there and practice in a few weeks and we're gonna try try to to go toward the end of october ourselves we're gonna take peyton and wes in the truck to anderson yeah let me know when. Y'all going to rent it? Yeah. We're going together? Uh, we can. I can take mine. Yeah. That'd be cool to go down there. And I don't mind wrecking Wes. <laughs> Wreck a celebrity. Hey. <laughs> Does he he owe me? Do I owe him? He don't need any. <laughs> <laughs> Does he ever wreck me? <laughs> no. I doubt he was ever on the same. <laughs> I don't even know if he's in the same county with you raising. Hey, I did wreck a B&B pool car one night. A guy named Bo that y'all got into racing. We come yeah. off too, and uh, I don't know where he was going, but he went across the nose of my car, <laughs> and I didn't lift. Yeah, I don't know that he knows where he was going. Right. He um, I he, really felt bad because y'all told me to take it easy on him. <laughs> he he uh, I'm not. <laughs> I can't get into on that on air, right. but yeah, he he. The sheriff said, "Don't say anything else." <laughs> we'll explain that one off air. <laughs> I mean, I really did feel bad about taking him out, but. If I lift it, we'd have probably both wrecked. Yeah, you probably done right by what you were doing. Cause I remember, you know, he he let John Weathers drive that car one night. His dad accidentally shot himself or something while we were at the track. Really? And I mean, he was the dad wasn't at the track, but they left, and he's like, "Here, John, you drive the car." And John come up off a of two, and I think he was second. He might even been leading. And uh, he said, he says the craziest thing. He said, I was holding the shifter, and he says, it disappeared. <laughs> the whole transmission fell out of the car. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> this dude never bolt checked I must car. have put his stuff together for him. <laughs> did you owe him one, too? <laughs> oh, I don't think so, but I got him. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. He was just getting him before he got <laughs> Sometimes you got to get ahead of the game. Uh-huh. Yeah, you don't want to be behind the eight ball all the time. Yeah. You know, me and Brian Davis got where we wrecked each other. About every week there for about six, seven weeks. Yeah. And Tom Blackwell said, next one of y'all wreck each other, y'all gone for the year. Why you bring him up? I want to ask a question. I've always heard this story hmm. about him uh, fighting y'all. Yeah, he, we got in a fight. They's talking about how bad of a dude he is. and He's pretty tough. Don't yeah. let him get on top of you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, back then I didn't weigh but 150 pounds. Half of your now. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, I, saw and, uh, that, I saw that math going. I was trying to get there. <laughs> but, uh, and I don't even know why he's mad at us, but he was mad at about four or five different people. And he come down there and he just so happened he pushed me. And when, he, when you put your hands on me, we fighting. Yeah. So I hit him and then it was on from there. And he tackled me. And I'm like, dude, you're too big. I can't get you off of me. You know what I mean? <laughs> You can tell you. He wore my head up a little bit. <laughs> he put his knots up. But, it, but if he would, if he would have met me outside the track, we'd have kept fighting. But he wouldn't. He wouldn't meet me. Yeah. I'm like, dude. I'm not. I'm not gonna quit. Well, why didn't you stick your brother on him? Kelly was standing there. He said it's a fair fight, and he, and he was right. It, it was a fair fight. Yeah. So I mean, you know, I'm okay with that. Yeah. His his brother's like freaking. It's a big dude, huh? Well, he ain't a big dude. Is he he's, a good dude? He's just stupid. Oh, Kelly. <laughs> Kelly let me let me tell you what. There's people that you don't want on your side, and there's people that you do want on your side. And I promise you, Kelly, man, you better hope he's on your side. There you go. But yeah, we had some we had some good battles, and uh, like I said, we we fought, and I mean, we've had beer together since then. So you can look at him and tell he's strong as an ox. He's grabbed me on the shoulder before and tell me he's going to take my wife home with him and all that. And right. I'm like, dude, you. <laughs> Here, take her. If <laughs> she'll go, have her. <laughs> I ain't fighting you over. You bring her back, right? Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> but yeah, he's uh he's definitely a a tough one. He's an ox. Yeah. Well, man, I appreciate you coming on and uh, I enjoyed it. I hate that you beverage kind of got empty on us. It's okay, they make more. <laughs> <laughs> so. It's good to finally get you on and and talk a little bit. Yeah, we need to get a. Uh, Ralph and uh, yeah, Roberto, no, Thomas, Ralph and Thomas. We get them in here together. Oh yeah. Oh my God. I mean, I don't know if there's enough bleep out buttons for them to. But you know, you had some. You had a guest on here that talked about running fountain in, and somebody went over the wall and was hanging in the tree. Yeah. That was Daddy. Put that guy over the wall in the tree. <laughs> wow. Yeah, because they come off two, and you know, daddy run dirt, but he left his windshield, and so he always hung his head out the window. <laughs> it's stupid, I know. And he didn't wear a, but an open face helmet. Yeah. And uh, the guy caught daddy coming off two and tried to turn him, and daddy never let out and sent him over the wall. Daddy turned over on the back stretch, and that guy was in the trees. Oh my I God. I was there that night. I'm like, how are they going to get that car out of the tree? <laughs> I mean, literally hanging over the highway. <laughs> Yeah, because that uh, racetrack road's right yeah. down outside of, yeah. Yeah. That's insane. Yeah. I wonder if that, you know, there's a video with Don Caps and uh, Jack Suttles cussing one another out, and there was a car, you know, off the embankment, and might, it might have been in the tree. I wonder if that was happened to have been the car. Maybe, because I remember <laughs> Daddy was turned over on the back stretch, and Daddy said he didn't lift, so I wasn't lifting. That's insane. I'm like, yeah, but now your car's tore up. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, I wonder if we could get Roberto in here to talk, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He probably would. You, you do have to have a beat button. Yeah. If we had Thomas, Ralph, and Roberto Gentry, it would be on. <laughs> get, get Galloway in here with them. Uh, oh, my word. We'd probably have to move the stuff out in the shop. 14-hour segment. Yeah. We could probably do a season. You could always and, cut it where you want it. Yeah. Yeah. Because all of them went to a Darlington trip one time. I don't, I'm pretty sure your dad was on the Miller High Life bus when they went to. So, oh Lord, that was a. Oh, that sounds entertaining right there. Yeah, they painted a bus like the. It was red and white like the Bobby Allison car back in like '86 or so. Yeah. It was a. It was the Miller American bus, mm -hmm. and uh, yeah. those some stories I'm telling you. 
I don't know how. I I don't know how they're alive, really. <laughs> I don't know how the racetrack's still there. <laughs> yeah. That sounds like a good one. Yeah. <laughs> Four oh, and I. I'm gonna tell this one anyway. I can't remember who exactly it was. I want to say it was Tommy and Perry Bowling, or it might have even been Tommy's brother Leonard. One of them was sick and throwing <laughs> throwing up, and they upchuck their false teeth. Really? And the other one was standing over there. You know, he was relieving himself. You know, peeing or whatever, and. Uh, <laughs> Anyway, the false teeth got cleaned off. <laughs> and he stuck them back in his mouth and just like it never Oh, was. no, he didn't. He took another swig of beer and just kept on going. That's rough. That's rough. Them boys had a party going on. I remember Ooh. when Daddy was running Greenville and uh, his carburetor or something messed up and his distributor, he was over there taking parts off somebody's car in the infield. He took their carburetor and their distributor out of their personal car and put it on his race car. <laughs> he took my Daddy's intake off. Of that Chevelle that he was telling us about earlier. Right. I think he took, I mean, he might have took carburetor, intake, distributor, and all, but he took it. And and I forget how he said they got the car home that night, but, and maybe that's your daddy's car? Yes. And maybe, <laughs> and maybe, Full circle a, moment. Yeah. And maybe what happened was after the race, they decided to put it all back together. But yeah, that was my daddy's 65 Chevelle that, that they were doing their stunt in. That the, I just remember that as a kid. I'm like, they want to overtake parts off that car. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ain't yeah, that funny? Else. Yeah. Here we are. He's learning that it was, because my daddy's always told a story about them jokers went and took my, he said, I was in the grandstands. And yeah, I said, whoever owned the car wasn't there. Yeah. He said, I, me, he said, me and so-and-so sitting in the grandstands for some reason. And I seen the hood go up. By the time I got back across the track, my intake and carburetor and everything was gone. So, <laughs> Or to have better locks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they should have locked the door in the car, which right. if they wanted it bad enough, they would have got it. Oh, yeah. yeah. So if we're keeping score, your dad owes him one? Probably. <laughs> your daddy does owe me because I did, I did go down the side of his car that time. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. Owen, I thought you were talking about owing his dad one. <laughs> I mean, owing the family, the whoever oh. stole the, the carburetor and all that. Oh, yeah. Oh, hey, yeah. that they was they was cousins long before I came on. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm sure. Uh, yeah, we could tell probably tell a whole story show on that one too. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, them them jokers have. Uh, oh my God, I don't remember my dad around a lot in my childhood, and any of his stories of when my childhood involved Ricky Man, Terry Man. And, <laughs> oh yeah, they was a crew. Yeah. Oh my God. How, how I made it out halfway in halfway sane. And how they still living. Yeah, I know it. So <laughs> blows my mind. Right. Well Well, I appreciate y'all having me. We're gonna wrap this up and we uh we appreciate you coming on. It's been fun. I enjoyed right. it and it's uh gonna be a good listen. Uh I'm sure there'll be a couple of laughs throughout there and <laughs> I'm sure them gentries is gonna wanna know who Roberto is. <laughs> I think you're going to get a phone call, both of you, probably. I would from like to know the Mr. story Moots. of what they told him to tell them. Yes, I would too. And I guess I'm going to have to, I'm going to, have to slip over one day and talk to Roberto and see what, <laughs> see if he can remember that day. Right. I'm sure, I'm sure you, I, I know he remembers it. It'd be something you couldn't forget. Yeah. Oh, I mean, how cool is that? The night the lights went out <laughs> at Asheville Speedway. That's right. Yeah. Well, Scott, we appreciate it, buddy. All right. Thank you all for having me. Thank you. Scott Mann, everyone.